0: Hello, this is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 48 10 McDonald's Hash Browns and a Dr. Pepper, with Jana and Steve Warner. I met Steve and Jana. Jana, you and I were talking probably about seven years ago. No, it was maybe four. six. Four. Yeah. Four years ago. I said seven. Um, Four years ago, we did bears sadly for out of your son's clothes. Right. And I, I don't think I'd ever done a little tuxedo bear before. And I just loved putting that together and it turned out. And anyway, I i just remember you sharing a little bit of your story. And then most recently we did a little bear out of his baby blanket with the little fringe on it and again it just reminded me anyway just talking with you steve and so i would just love to, for you to share a little bit about max uh, your son tell me what he was like tell me what he loved and what his interests. max were. was
1: max was a gamer max enjoyed playing video games nearly all the time it was very hard mm-hmm. to get him off video games uh, um he also w- was um how would you put it, a little bit of comedy uh, in what he would do. He would tell jokes that, you know, only adults could get. Um, He would tell a joke at school (laughs) and the kids would never get what he was saying, but the teacher would. So, Um, but Max was a kid that um, early in his life was funny and full of life. And yeah, he was a, he was a good kid. But, yeah. you know, he's not yeah. always good kid. I mean, you can't say Max was perfect because <laughs> that's impossible. I've never met the perfect <laughs> child yet, so.
0: I'll tell you, I agree. I mean, <laughs> they give us a run sometimes, but they are, yeah, they're good kids. A run, oh. you get
1: exhausted. can't run <laughs> all the time.
0: <laughs> I know, it's so true. Oh, so um, tell me if I love that he he had jokes that were above his age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clever, clever kid, and fun and funny. I love that. How old was he when he when he died? He
2: was 14.
0: 14. That's just way so young. too young. Wait. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, tell me um, what his tuxedo shirt was for. What was he wearing? Like, what did he wear that for? Was that just something that a dress, dressy? No. Oh, or... gosh, no.
2: Max <laughs> <laughs> <Ex> lived <laughs> in shorts and t-shirts, even in winter. So it was definitely, it was for his choir um, at school. And so he, he did. We never really heard him do that at home he kept that at school but um i remember him being surprised when he got selected for the show choir because he um he said i'm in show choir he goes, i didn't <laughs> even audition for that well go talk to your teacher and find out what's going on he goes well some kids don't need to audition is what he was told so somewhere in
0: there was a singer <laughs> I love it. I love it. My boys sing as well. And I love to hear them sing. In fact, it's been a sad year already. But then when you don't have Christmas concerts or things, you know, you just have to turn up the radio really loud yeah. instead of going to everything.
2: It's
0: on. Yeah, um, it is
2: sad not having that.
0: I know. I love that he's saying that's so great. And that he was, yeah, he was in that. He probably had friends in the choir in different you know, I find that kids have different friends in different genres, you know, different areas of their lives and anyway, that's really cool. That's really cool. Tell me a little bit more about Max. What's his story?
1: Um how how it, how his life ended?
0: Yeah, if you are yeah, okay, okay with that. With that.
1: Um we were at church um Back to and our
2: little background.
1: I'm like what?
2: So, Matt had ADD, <laughs> and along with that came mm. depression and anxiety, and we worked with him, you know, in therapy, with doctors, trying to get the right meds, and yeah, we finally thought we had come to a good place with him. Yeah. But then we found out we were wrong, mm-hmm. which is a struggle all, all on its own. Okay, now you can say. <laughs> Allow him to speak now.
1: So yeah, so we were at church and Max had texted Jana um that he wanted her to call him. And in church we decide, no, that's not what we're gonna do. We're just gonna have to wait, you know, until church finishes. But then there was another text and then another text. And Jenna said to me, "Go call him and find out what's going on." So I called him, and he said, "Dad, I can't. My legs aren't working." And I go, "Oh, what do you mean your legs aren't working?" He says, "Dad, they're just not working." And I said, "Where are you?" And he says, "I'm on the, I'm on your bed." And I go, "Okay, stay there. I'm on my way." So I walked into church, whispered to Jenna that I'm taking him to the hospital. Anyway, so I did. I took him actually to the doctor's office, and then they said, "Well, you should take him to a hospital." And so I went and took him to the hospital. And on the way, you Max and I were talking, and I kept asking. I said, "Did you take anything? You know, did you did you take something you shouldn't have taken?" And he goes, "No, no." And he was a little disorientated too. And so I said, "Okay,", okay. I said are you sure you didn't take anything? He goes, dad, I didn't take anything. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, he says, my friend, he's, he's got to go home, he's got to go home. And I said, Max, you already went home last night. And so he was a little disorientated there. And he goes, dad, am I going to be okay? And I go, you know, you can't lie to him. You can't lie to someone because you don't know. But your best efforts are to say, yes, you'll be fine. You know, we're going to get you the help and everything will be Okay. And so we got to the hospital and everything and um, (laughs) we got out of the car and Max was a stippler for the rules. You had to follow the rules, except for when he played a game, he would change the rules. (laughs) So, but anyway, in this case, we got out and I said, Max, we just have to walk across to the emergency room. And there is a um, Crosswalk. crosswalk. Uh, marked out and he and I didn't even care about it. so I started to walk just without using the crosswalk and he goes dad we have to use the crosswalk come back come back can you come back so we went back to the beginning of the crosswalk and we walked across the crosswalk and got him inside and then um, we uh, got to the to the front desk and uh, started to sign in and everything and Max sat next to me and uh uh, we signed in and I can't remember what happened with Max and he said something funny to the girl that, you know, I'm Max, it's me. I'm him. <laughs> and so So anyway, we got back they took Max back and I finished up paperwork and went back down. He was he was in the bed and just sitting up, he was like okay, just a little disorientated. He knew where he was um that and um so he was He was okay at that time, you know? And then uh, Jenna arrived at the hospital and um, she was with him for a while. And I thought, well, I've got to find out if any of his friends know if he's taken anything, you know,
2: they did drug, they did drug tests as well. And he came up negative for everything.
1: Yeah. So I called the friends and while I'm calling the friends, Max goes into like a seizure, a a ranting seizure and he's screaming and yelling. And, um, so, um, I go in there and, (laughs) uh, he was, I mean, couldn't control him at all. And so they decide that he should go to primary children's. And so that's what happened. They took him down to Primary Children's and we followed behind. We went to the house first and then we found um, medication under his pillow plus some anti-acids and I can't remember what else. But we found a few different things under his pillow. Now, um, in the mornings, I would always give Max his medication um, and that would be it. But um, his friends told me that he would take um another pill a previous pill he used to take which we stopped him from having and we locked it away um but max got into our safe and uh, brought the pills out and he was taking them to try and numb himself from what he was doing he was playing his games and everything Mm. so anyway we get him down to primary children's and um He's lying on, he's quite out of it. Um, They give him sedation and, and that to calm him down. So when he gets to primary children's, he's not really with it at all. He's like in a kind of a medical kind of stupor. Not a coma, medical stupor. So anyway.
2: By that hmm. point, we knew what medication he had been including. self-medicating with.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: So he was on, wow. um, before they took him up to the ICU, we uh, gave him a blessing. And at the end of the blessing that we gave him, my brother-in-law actually gave him. Um, he said, amen. And that was the last time we had heard, ever heard Max speak again. So, oh. yeah. You
2: So they knew what he had taken and they said, he's basically going to just have to sleep it off. And so we stayed in the ICU with him for a while. And then they encouraged us to go home, said, go home and get some sleep because tomorrow will probably be a rough day with him. And Mm. so we packed up and went home and about one 30, yeah. So just probably two and a half hours after we got home, they called and said that things weren't good and that we needed to return back to the hospital and they wouldn't, they couldn't call anything else. And so we found out just how fast you could get from Layton to primary children's in the middle of the night. I bet. And at this point, Max's uh. sister, Sammy was with us and she was with us the rest of the time that we were with Max. By the time we got back to the hospital, um, we found out that Max had had four heart attacks. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. that they were putting him on the heart-lung bypass machine to give us heart arrest. And so they had brought him back all these times. And so by then it was just a waiting game. And we never knew really what caused the heart attacks or anything. No. And so we were just waiting, waiting for him to wake up. And they had everything hooked up to his head to measure his brain waves. And we didn't see, there would never be times when those lines would go up and down. And so it was just horrifying. And so we just waited and waited and... Doctors coming in and out, nobody with any answers, nobody really telling us anything. And then the next day, we had another doctor pull us aside and tell us that there had been, he, in the ICU, he kept having seizures. And instead of giving him, there's a seizure protocol, so they start at one level and work up to more increased medications and instead of doing that they gave him the highest i don't know what you would call it like the highest medication that you would give for somebody in seizures and that has a drug reaction with what he had taken which is what art to
0: stop so oh my goodness
2: there we were just waiting waiting for something good they kept encouraging us that he would wake up yeah and he never did and plus we're left with wow like how could you do that to our son like your doctors your professionals and uh, do no harm and yeah. we were sitting there as a direct result of that he should have woken up
0: oh my Oh my goodness. I did not remember these details. Oh, I can't even imagine. And your daughter. Um, how she old just was barely she at this turned time? sixteen that week. Yep. So just a little bit older. Oh. Oh my goodness. And I mean I obviously you you don't have any idea of why he was taking extra things. Just just you that's, said to know from, yeah. from like
1: Yeah, that's true. They said it was for him to like zone out when he zone out and um, when he plays his video games. So it became, it doesn't really zone him out. I don't think. I think it gave to the point where he was more focused when he was playing these like Call mm. of Duty and these other games. Um, so I think that's what it was giving uh, more focus for him to be able to play these games, and that's what his friends knew and everything, and we didn't know anything about it. I mean. His friends knew his sister was aware of something. um, But but she
2: just thought he was trying to get
0: attention. Yeah. Well, and you know, teenagers, that's a tricky age. And there's so much going on, even just, you know, physically and mentally and school and friends. There's just a lot. And, I can imagine if he had some other things, you know, the ADD, like you were saying, that you were always, you were already trying to work through. And then, I don't know. Wow. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. So they, they just, they thought they had given him something different, or they thought that, I don't know. Did they ever explain? Like they didn't realize they gave him, you know,
2: (laughs) the full of dose? We can stay there. But, We never never heard from that initial doctor again. It was a second doctor that told us the truth of what happened. Yeah. And so, you know, we just waited and waited. And finally, probably two or three days later, they did an MRI and it showed so much brain damage that he would, and especially the part where he would be able to breathe on his own, that would never recover and we knew it was just the machines he was on a ventilator yeah his invaded the entire time mm-hmm. they did try to get him off of it once but he never took any breaths on his own and eventually we as a family we made the decision that we would have to let him go
1: yeah
2: but yeah. that wouldn't be a life oh. he would want so it wouldn't be fair to him
0: Yeah. Oh, what an awful decision to make. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. And, and you probably, I mean, what a shock, you know, with just a day or two. How, what has helped you the most through this journey? I mean, I've, I've spoken with both of you a couple times and you're just amazing people, and I can't even imma- I, can't, I can't imagine losing your son and...
1: I think it's our, anyway, I think what, it's what is... our faith in our religion and our beliefs that's helped us um knowing what happens after this life um, that's been a big comfort for me, um especially you know i don't think I know that one day I'll see him again. And I look forward to that day. I really do. Every day I look forward to that. Not that I want to die, because <laughs> that's not what I want to happen. Right. Too, you know, <laughs> I do feel that there is more to them when they just say heaven or hell. I believe it's a lot more than that. And so I've, I honestly believe that I will see him again. And so it does make me sad. I mean, I miss him every day. But just, I... Yeah. And some may think it's foolish that I hang on to my faith, you know, that I believe that it it'll all come about, that we'll be together as a family again. But that's what I honestly believe.
0: I, I don't think it's foolish. I I believe that too. Oh wow. Is there some Yeah, that's amazing. How how do you deal with the holidays or his birthday or things like that? Is there something that helps that way or so so for his birthday
1: we go up to his um gravesite and we we decorate it for his birthday um and then we go up other times like when it's a a holiday like fourth of july or christmas or whatever we go and decorate as well um and we stay and we talk we talk to him i mean we know he's not physically there but we talk to him just to let him know how much we, you know, miss him. Yeah. So I think, but you know, holidays and um, are always hard because you think, how am I going to deal with this this year or this time? You know, so you have to think, I think of happy memories. Like what would he think? What would he, what would he make us laugh about? Or what would he tell us? Or, What would he enjoy? Or those are the things that I hold on to is that, you know, the memories that I have of him are the ones that stay with me. And so I use them when it comes to a special occasion or whatever. What would Max say about this? You know, (laughs) don't embarrass me. You know, even though I'm not there, but don't embarrass (laughs) me. So those are the things I think of to hold on to, you know, and make the holidays, you know what? We still feel his, um, at Christmas, we still feel his stocking, the things that we, you know, that everyone else gets or something special for just him. We still put that knowing that that's something he would have liked.
0: And we all, oh, sorry. I love that. No, I love that. I love that you would still feel his stocking, of course. Whenever we go up to um, (laughs) his
2: grave, we always take him a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And <laughs> this last time on his birthday um, whenever we went to McDonald's for breakfast he he only wanted 10 hash browns and a Dr Pepper. And I'm like, I am not buying you that gross. Like nobody needs to eat 10 hash browns. <laughs> so this last year I took him 10 hash browns and a Dr Pepper. So <laughs> every time we go it's a Dr Pepper and we find candy things bar. that he likes, candy, or one year we took him SpaghettiOs, just random things we found at the grocery store that we need, liked. And I'm sure some <laughs> homeless person goes through there and finds them or whatever. But, <laughs> but it's stuff that he likes. We go out and eat uh, at his favorite restaurants and things like that on his birthday and celebrate him that way.
0: I love I love that so much. Ten yeah. hash browns of Dr. Pepper. Wow. <laughs> That's a total teenage boy thing. <laughs> oh, I love that. How's your daughter done with everything? How has she continued? And I don't know, just that, that I think from her perspective that would be really tricky it is. also. She's
2: always been one that keeps everything really close to herself. She doesn't share a whole lot of emotions um but the day that we took max off of um ventilator um sammy was very much in tune with what he needed and he needs us right now we need to be there with him she stayed with him the entire time holding his hand holding his hand and yeah
1: and just watching you know watching him and talking to him as well, just telling her and telling him how much she loved him and um how much fun they had and stuff like that so you know it it still hits her occasionally i mean she Probably doesn't more than we know yeah she doesn't want to express it, but you know when when you sit down and actually Together to talk, you know, it becomes very emotional for her. So,
2: and you know, at sixteen, she spoke at his funeral, and it was amazing. Wow! Yeah,
1: amazing talk.
0: Mm. Wow, that is. I did did not speak. speak Also,
1: I didn't. I didn't feel like. Yeah. I needed to speak, to be honest with you. Um, but Jenna spoke; she did yeah. an awesome job as well. So I think the thing is, is that we've been there for each other, you know, and that's what we've mm-hmm. that's what we've done. We've tried tried to build each other up and remember the funny times when we start to get sad, and that's what we've done.
0: Yeah. That's so important. I love that. I love that you've, you've drawn closer and build each other up and remember, because that's, you know, a lot of times it can tear a family apart, you know, to have such a tragedy and, oh, I just can't even imagine. I can't imagine. And then Steve, yeah. you also just had your yes, mom. Pass my mother away passed away actually
1: last year. Yeah, my mom passed away. And, you know, she was in a home and everything. And I, when I was, um, I wasn't going to go back to Australia, um, actually. Um, I had no, my parents and I had spoken when I'd left Australia on my last visit with them. And I, I said, you know what, I probably won't come back again. And my mother had said, you know, don't come back. There's no point if we die. There's no point to come back because, you know, it's only a body. It's, you know, I'm not going to be here. And I go, okay. So I said, all right. And so we had the understanding that I wasn't going to return. But when she passed away, um, I had told one of my friends at work and they, um, and I told him I wasn't going. And so they all pitched in um, and paid for my ticket to return to Australia. And, I'm glad I did. I am. Uh, and on the way, I knew, well, before I even left, I knew that I would have to speak at a funeral because none of my siblings would do that. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're of a different, they're of different mm-hmm. faiths and, and you have to speak in a mortuary. And so, and that was, it was very interesting. I liked it. My mother was a very uh, strong-headed woman. She and uh, I mean, of other words I could use, but she was a strong-headed woman. She was, um, she did everything for our family, and and yes, she tried to keep us all in line as well. When you've got um, four boys and one girl, you know, so it's trying to keep us all in line. But my mother was mm. a very generous person. If anyone needed help, she would be there for them. And so, yeah i miss her just as much every wow. day i also miss um my in-laws yeah. you know who've both gone jenna's parents um they were wonderful to me too so
0: wow well no doubt they're all up there with max and he's making them laugh and yes and changing the, the, right the rules <laughs> <laughs> right the rules. I love it. Oh my goodness. I'm really glad you were able to go back to Australia also. Yes. What a sweet gift that yeah. your co-workers Man, It's not cheap to go kind. back to Australia. Very nice. <laughs> no. It isn't. I've been there once and I loved it but it's been a long time yeah. <laughs> and it was a great deal and that's why yeah. I went. <laughs> oh Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing about Max. I'm sorry that this such a tragedy in your life. And I love that you remember the good times and that you focus and, and that you celebrate him on his birthday and with fun things, you know, and different, go to his favorite restaurants. And I think that's so important that we remember and continue in the good and that I love that your faith also carries you through because it does me and I know that that is something that is so strong that will really Well the other help, thing
1: too Carrie which really has help. been um, a great gift in our life we have we have many friends and they when Max passed away they were very supportive and helpful I mean one family they came to our house with their kids and their kids put up the christmas tree on the the Christmas after Max passed away. And so, cause Max died in the no, passed away in November. And so they came over and they, we didn't feel like setting up the Christmas tree at all or anything. And they just showed up and they said, let's put up the Christmas tree. And so that's what the, our friends and their sons did. So, which was an awesome thing. And then we had people that, you know, from other um, places we'd lived that just kept, you know, sending us their love and supporting us and, and just they were willing to listen. And I think that's, if you've lost anyone, I think the most important thing is to have someone actually listen to you. They don't have to say anything, but they just, you know, it's nice to have someone just to listen and hear the stories you can tell or, you know, any moments that touch your life or have touched your life in regards to, you know, and sometimes the memories include them as well. So I mean that's that's what's good is to have those type of support systems and friends and family that gather around you.
0: What sweet advice. I love that so much. I know that I I've I've heard some people say, you know, someone they don't want to hear me talk about my son or my daughter or my husband anymore. And I think sometimes that comes from with an us and and other people that are trying to help don't know what to say. So as long as they can just listen, I think that is the sweetest advice to for other people to help out. And I'm grateful you have that, and that you have good <laughs> friends that would come and set up your Christmas tree. And you know, that's I can imagine yeah, not wanting. To it's like, yeah, that can just stay right there. We're good.
2: <laughs> I think one thing one person that had a big impact on us probably two or three years after Max passed away he came over to our house he was a member of our ward came over and he said you know what I didn't know Max tell me about him and that was huge for us yeah it was Mm -hmm. oh my gosh somebody will actually listen well you asked so here you go and (laughs) laid it all out there
1: (laughs) two and a half hours later
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think it honors them when you are able to share who they are, and I don't know, I and and it helps your hearts too, just to let them, just spill it all out. Yeah. I love that. What a sweet thing to say. Yeah. I didn't know him, but tell me about it. That him. was
2: healing for us at that uh, time too.
0: That. Yeah, I love that. Did he? Did how did his friends do? How. Have they been around, or do you not see them? Not much anymore. anymore Initially, of, we you know, saw there.
2: some of them. Um, I think we were amazed at the amount of friends he did have, because the church was full of people at his funeral. And But the hard part for me there, too, was that not many people hung out with Max, because he wasn't your I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. He wasn't your traditional looking LDS youth. He had long hair. He had a mouth on him. He said what he thought. He called you on your stuff if you were full of it. And, you know, he had people that thought he sold drugs (laughs) at the junior high. They asked him who his dealer was. He's like, I don't have a dealer. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I don't think he was understood by a lot of people. And so he kept his friend group pretty close.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, his friends will sometimes yeah. text us. But for the most part, you know, they've they've grown up. They've all graduated high school now. And we hear from him on his anniversary. I know some of his yeah. friends go down to his grave.
1: And decorate and it. And
2: decorate it and things
0: like that. So... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's you know what he was real. He was he was who he was, and <laughs> I love that he would call people out on because and and I think that's a lesson for us too because someone doesn't isn't stereotypical whatever you know long hair sounds <laughs> bad come on long hair <laughs> you know but I think. I think sometimes, yeah, we need to get to know the person and not just the appearance. And I don't know. Anyway, I'm grateful you'd share that because I think that's a good reminder for all of us. And I love that he would be just who he was. And (laughs) we all should do that. He was. (laughs) If you could take it or
2: leave it, it's up to you. So.
0: Yeah. You have shared such sweet tidbits and help and healing and and just who Max was, and I love that. Thank you so much for sharing him with us, and for all who are listening. And just well, anyway, I'm very grateful for, for letting us share. Thank you so much for listening. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and a part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carrybears.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter... On the making and the delivering of the September 11th, 9 11 carry bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope, and healing.